let the children of God say amen. amen. It is good to be back before you. I give glory and praise to God. I thank you for your prayers. I thank you for your phone calls and the letters and the letters and the letters and the, uh, just uh, the love and support that you've given me has just, uh, I, I give, I truly, I give glory to God for you, your love and your compassion uh, for allowing me this time to uh, to heal. I'm not 100% yet, but uh, I give glory to God that I am able to stand before you, not as Roger, but as, uh, as God's instrument now. If God can use me now and, and do what uh, God has asked me to do, and it's just it's a testimony to, to what God is capable of in your life. So I, I, th- I thank you for, for allowing me this time. Uh, um, I, I, I normally won't be wearing uh, a, a jacket and tie uh, when I preach in here. It's just this is a very special Sunday. It's All Saints Sunday. Uh, we, we will have a liturgy for All Saints, and we will be reading names. It's a precious, powerful time as we recognize all of those that have passed on before us this last year, uh, members of this church and loved ones as well. So it's a very, very special service, and I just wish to bring some reverence to it with, uh, with a suit and a tie and, uh, and with the liturgy this morning. So I appreciate your understanding on that. But what a special and joyful occasion it is to be back, to join back when I am. Uh, arrived to church this morning. I get here about six o'clock on Sunday mornings. I, I found, I had to find my folder. I've used this folder since the very first Sunday I preached back in 1995, uh, and I've pulled it out to, to uh, I always write a manuscript. I don't always follow a manuscript for a sermon, but I always write one just, just in case, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, and I always, and I opened it up, and I pulled out the sermon I last preached for you was on Mother's Day. Uh, so that's how long it's been since I've been before you. So I just uh, I give glory to God and I just ask for, for God to speak to us this day as we, we worship together. Uh, have you ever heard the, the phrase, be careful what you wish for, you may just get it? Uh, be careful of what you ask for, you may just get it. There's, a, there's an air of warning in that phrase. Uh, uh, I think it comes from the uh, Aesop's fa- uh, fables, but it's an air of warning that, that, that in, in the things that you desire, the things that you wish for, the things that you really, really want in life, there are typically some unknown, unforeseen consequences to it. It's not all that you think it's going to be. There's more to it than what you, what you wish for. Um, uh, for instance, uh, Ross, our eight-year-old third grader, uh, always wanted a puppy, has always asked for a puppy or a kitten or something small that he can take care of. And, and we've tried to explain to him that's not always what it's cracked up to be, but he's always wanted one, begged for one. So when our uh, daughter got married last month, we brought home uh, a replacement for my daughter, a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> and Ross got his puppy, uh, and he soon realized that his puppy takes a lot of responsibility. Uh, the dog happens to need to be trained to go to the bathroom outside, uh, needs to be fed, needs to be cared for to play. You know, there's lots of lots of great things come with having a puppy, but there are some un, uh, perhaps um, negative consequences as well. Um, uh, when uh, when uh, uh, I asked to uh, have my ears, uh, uh, major surgeries on both ears, uh, I give glory to God for two wonderful, successful surgeries. However, um, 
with that, there are some consequences that we nor the doctors knew, and there were some mental challenges that come from hearing things that you've never heard before, and and not hearing things that you have grown accustomed to your whole lives, like your heartbeat or your eyes blinking, and it's just that that comfort, that safety uh, blanket has been taken away from my mind. So there's some mental challenges I never, never foreseen, uh, we never thought about. But uh, but but um, but that that phrase, "Be careful of what you wish for; you may just get it." Uh, is, is where we come to in, in the great story. We're, we're reading through the story, and I hope you have the book. I hope you are reading along. We're on chapter 10 of the story. Dan, uh, last week, what a fantastic job. I thank Dan, I thank uh, uh, Dr. Dan, I thank the staff for stepping in and for doing a wonderful job. But, uh, last week, he took the, uh, the privilege of uh, his last Sunday of not preaching uh, uh, but we uh, 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 regarding Ruth, but we're we're on chapter ten now, um, and it's it, it, we, we come to a point where the uh, children of Israel, where where God is telling them, be careful of what you ask for. You may just get it. The children of Israel have, if you remember, the children of Israel have have just witnessed God's glory and God's majesty, God's imminent power being freed from Egypt and, and, uh, and, and the enormous plagues that took place of softening Pharaoh's heart and being freed from Egypt. Their people witnessed that. Their, their people witnessed the, the, God guiding them to the Red Sea, to this huge body of water. And then God parting the water and them walking across on dry ground. Their people witnessed God guiding them and protecting them. Their people witnessed as soon as the, the Israelites were across the Red Sea, they turned their backs and they saw the Pharaoh's army uh, ch- chasing after them and, and, and the waters engulfing them and the Pharaoh's army drowning in the water. Their people witnessed God guiding them through the wilderness, a, a cloud by day, a, a fire by night providing food and water for them in the wilderness. Their people witnessed God taking care of them and providing for them. Their people witnessed God taking them and delivering God's promise and and, and providing the promised land. And God gave them the land and they dispersed into tribes uh, across this vast land. And God anointed judges or prophets to govern them. And God simply asked for them to trust him and to follow the judgment of the the judges and the prophets. But then for some 300 years, the the Israelites fell into this, this cycle. They had this intimate personal relationship with God as God's people. And then they, they turned their back on God, and they, 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 life was so easy for them, and they turned their back on God, and, and God punished them. They turned back to God. God forgave them, and, and, and all was well. Life was easy. They turned their back on God. God punished them. They came back. God forgave them and had a wonderful relationship. There was a cycle over and over again for some 300 years. And it came to the time of Samuel, the judge prophet Samuel. And they loved Samuel. Samuel was a wonderful prophet. However, Samuel's sons were not that good. In fact, they were pretty horrible people. 
And, and, and Samuel was getting old, and, and the children of Israel, you know, felt that it was time to go about and to change some things. So they, 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 they asked for something, and that's where we come to in our scripture passage this morning, uh, is 1 Samuel chapter 8, beginning with the fourth verse. 1 Samuel 8, beginning with verse 4, and it reads like this. So the leaders, all the leaders of Israel, gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, you are old. They're already starting off great, right? I mean, I, 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 what do you think Samuel was feeling? Thanks, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> you're old. And your sons don't follow your ways. You guys are pretty sorrow kids. Sorry kids as well. They're, they're, they're starting off on the wrong foot already, already. All right. So you're old and your sons don't follow your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. But when they said, give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord. And the Lord told him, Listen to all the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. Just as they have done from the day I brought them out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods. So they are doing to you. Now listen to them. But warn them solemnly and tell them now that the king who will reign over them will claim his rights. So the people said they're tired of having judges and prophets. They, they want to be like everyone else. They want a king. And, and God says to Samuel, well, be sure and tell them, be careful of what you ask for. You may just get it. Now, now to clarify things, the, the high elders of the nations came to Samuel with, which, with what was probably a very reasonable request it seems like a reasonable request I mean they, they they wanted to change the way they've been governed for some 300 years in the past they, they followed this this this, this lead of, of judges and, and and prophets from God whom God has anointed there have been some really good prophets and there have been some really not so good uh, judges uh, Samuel happened to be a good leader and now Samuel was getting old and and, and his sons were about to be anointed uh, as judge and, and that's not going to be a good situation so 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 it came time perhaps for the elders to to feel it's time time to make a move time to to become like the other ones and and, and have a king stop all these judges let's have a king in addition the philistines were were israel's biggest uh um, enemy at this time and they were their neighbors as well uh, the israelites had a king I mean, the, the, the Philistines had a king. The Philistines lived on the coast. They, 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 they uh, 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 controlled the very uh, uh, important major highway from the Fertile Crescent to Egypt. Uh, uh, they had this wonderful, uh, 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 up-to-date, technologically advanced military. Uh, they had weapons. Uh, they had wealth. They were the Joneses that had everything. In contrast, Israel was poor and, and they were disorganized. They, they lived away from the coast. They, 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 they were a loose confederate of tribes. They were kind of, uh, they were stuck in the Bronze Age. They were stuck in the past. 
Could it be that Israel, the, the poor, rural, uh, technologically weak, they're, they're tired of being kicked around by the Philistines. Uh, so, so, so therefore, the elders, for them, had good reason to, to come before uh, uh, Samuel and say, listen, you know, it's time to move forward. We want to be like everybody else. We want a king. They were tired of being kicked around. They didn't want Samuel's sons to take over. Makes perfect sense, right, to us. But listen to what the Lord says. Listen again to the Lord's response. Let's go to, back to verse 7, please. Verse 7. This is the Lord's response. The Lord said to Samuel, Listen to the voice of the people regard to all that they've say, said to you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected who? They've rejected me. God was taking this personal. They've rejected me from being the king over them. Go to the next slide. Like all the deeds which they have done since the day I brought them up out of Egypt, even to this day, if, they, if that they have forsaken me and served other gods. God was taking this personal. They, they've yet to listen to me. They've yet to get it. They've yet to trust in me. They, 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 they continue to serve other gods. They continue to, to want to, to be like other nations. To God, this was far more than just catching up with the time and, and getting current and, 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 and getting more technologically advanced. See, God, this was, this was personal. So he tells Samuel, now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go tell them, be careful of what you ask for. You may just get it. Go and warn them. Make sure they understand what they're asking for. So Samuel goes to him. He says, listen, so you want a king. You want a warrior king, right? So, so, so let me ask you. Who's going to be part of the king's army? Your sons. The king will want to live like a king, right? How is he going to get all this wealth? From you guys. The king's going to want to have uh, uh, the best uh, farmland, the best of everything. Where does that come from? Each and every one of you. Do you realize what you're asking for? You know, the king is going to want the, the best there is, the best uh, maids, the best uh, 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 cooks, the best farmers. You know where they come from? They're going to be your daughters. They'll be your cooks. Your maids are now going to belong to the king. A tenth of all that you have is going to go to the king. Do you understand what you're asking? Do you, do you still want a king? And even with that knowledge, Samuel says, do you still want a king? And the, the children of Israel says, we want a king over us. Then we will be like other nations. This is verse 20. It says, then we will be like other nations. In their heart, they wanted to be like other nations and have a king. Too bad. Perhaps Israel's greatest mistake is captured in that one sentence then we'll be like other nations. See, to this point, Israel had been special. They were unique. They were different than everybody else because they were God's chosen people. They were the people that God intended them to be, relying upon God and God alone. They were to be the light of the world, demonstrating who the one true God is. See, Israel's security did not rest in some political 
strength, a military might. Their, their security rested in God and God alone. And God had provided for them for 300 years. God, who embarrassed the, the mighty Pharaoh army, drowned them by water. Who would ever thought water? God had softened Pharaoh's heart, something that could never be done. God had, 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 had provided for them in the wilderness. God had took care of them. God gave them the land that he had promised to them, followed through with his promise. And they, and they alone, could have shown the nations of all the world that the true power comes from God. But no, they wanted a king. They wanted to be like other nations. They opted for a different type of power. They, 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 so be careful of what you wish for. You may just get it. Because Israel got their king. And down through the centuries that followed, some of the kings were good, but most of them were horrible kings. More battles were lost than won. There was a period of time in which the whole, all the children of Israel were in exile. And do you know what that means? That means that that families were divided up and, and, and spread out across a huge, vast area. They were torn apart, communities torn apart, families torn apart. They were in exile because they did not have a country. And finally, almost 2,000 years would go by without them having a homeland altogether. They were in complete exile. And even to this day, long after the departure of their last king, Israel's land is still in dispute. They came to Samuel wanting new leadership, a king to be like everybody else. Be careful what you wish for. Having said all that, the question arises to us. Here we are in the 21st century. Where do we fit in all of this? Granted, not many of us are looking for a king, but there's lots of us to look in, wanting to keep up with the Joneses, wanting what the Joneses have, wanting to be like other people. We, we don't want to be Christians and following God and trusting in God alone because that will make us unique. And, and when we say, well, we're trusting in God, somebody might look at us differently or look at us oddly and, and think that we're special. When all we want and what all we really need is that intimate personal relationship with Jesus, and that's what God is asking for. Just as the nations of Israel had to trust in God and God's goodness and God's goodness alone. So on this All Saints Sunday, this Sunday we recognize all the saints that have gone before us, and we recognize the community saints that are with us this morning. I wonder what these loved ones, these names that will be read in just a moment, I wonder what they would say to us. Now that these, these beautiful people are in the fullness of God's presence, these people that, 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 are, that are experiencing who God really is, what would they now say to us? Would they say, continue, just trust and believe God has got you. God will take care of you. Or do you think they'd say, oh, no, keep up with the Joneses. Just, just don't follow God anymore. Keep up the Joneses. What do you think they would say? I think you know the answer. I, I, I know the answer. 
I hear Cousin Paul, that's on the list, Paul, Paul Lee Marino. I hear him saying, Roger, I didn't realize it was this good. I did not know the fullness of God's presence. If only I would have known. I hear Charlie's uncle, Major General Wayman Nutt, fantastic man. I could hear him giving instructions right now. Listen, I've known all along, but now I really know. Let's listen to their voices as we call upon their names this day. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.